Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight, hosted by Donna Sardula and yours truly, Scott Jones. Here are the inspiring stories that shape the careers of top executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals. These empowering discussions offer guidance and advice as you advance in your career. It's time to dream big. Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. My name is Donna Sardula, and I have with me three guests today. I have the Coco co-founders, the founding team of the Coco. Their names, Lauren Decker, Lynn Pagano, Suzanne Willen. Gals, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks thank for having you. Us. Happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad you guys joined us. What is the Coco? The Coco is a collaborative working space and networking community focused on women. We're located in the suburbs of New York City. Uh, we were launched in 2019 with an ambition to support women wherever they were on the journey of life and career. And our own journey of life and career as a business has really been shaped by the pandemic. And what's risen to the top is the importance of community and connections to help us advance whatever it is we're working on. So you started this co-working space in 2019. What were you guys doing before that? Like what made you even think about about this? Like, was there like an obvious need? Was it something that you wanted to get into that you, you felt you wanted? Like what, what was sort of that... What was that, that that main idea? So the, the, the idea came from reading an article about uh, The Wing, which is a women-focused co-working space in Manhattan, that WeWork, which is the big co-working space, had invested $30 million in. And we thought it was so strange that they would, they had 57 sites in Manhattan at that time, WeWork, and they still chose to invest $30 million in a separate company that was for women. And we thought, wow, there's something there. There's something about women gathering and working together and being a part of something that there's clearly value behind and other people have that think it's valuable. But it was also fu so funny that WeWork didn't want to make one of their spaces uh, women focused. They didn't want to deal with any women things. So we thought this would this would be a great thing for us to bring to the suburbs. Up at that point, that was not happening anywhere in the suburbs. And this was in December of 2017. So that's where the idea yeah, came so, from. So now, did you guys work together? I mean, how do you know each other? <laughs> so Suzanne, no, you want to take Lynn that? Lynn and I were, yeah. So Lynn and I had been friends for a long time. And I, like we had had conversations multiple times um, over the years about how many amazing women we met in Northern New Jersey. And uh, like, just incredible, incredible women. And wouldn't it be great if we could pull all that collective energy and experience and passion towards supporting and inspiring one another. And if you remember like December, 2017, when we initially got together around this idea, that was right in the middle of Me Too. You know, that was the Women's March and um, nevertheless, she persisted yeah. and, um, you know, we just felt that passion for hey, let's, let's take some of these conversations and make it real. And we had just pulled an initial group together to do some brainstorming 
when um, Lauren appeared in our lives, um, she met with um, our uh, now current advisory board members. Uh, she was starting up a nonprofit consultancy, having moved up from the city. And um, our partner said, well, we don't really have a need for consulting right now, but we're talking about doing this cool women's focused community co-learning co-working thing if you'd like to get involved and uh we met lauren and we were like oh we need her on this <laughs> we need her involved <laughs> were you excited lauren were you like doing backflips or were you <laughs> yes. like these, these gals are crazy i'm gonna <laughs> run the other way yes and i was doing backflips because exactly that because they were crazy fun and i thought these are the kind of people i want to work with positive people who make good things happen. And I had been, like Suzanne said, working as an independent consultant and realized that what was really missing in that was the energy of a team, the opportunity to brainstorm. And that wasn't just among the co-founders, but among this whole community that they were gathering together. And one of the beautiful things about the Coco community is that it's a multi-generational one. And so I've learned so much from Lynn and Suzanne, who kid, whose kids are a little bit older than mine. And I knew that what they were seeing among their colleagues and their cohort was equally applicable to my my colleagues who were, you know, raising young children and school-aged children. And there was so much opportunity for us to learn from one another. And, and I think that that really caught me as well as far as the potential for this idea and for us to support one another. Now, now who's, like, who, are you, who do you target to come to the COCO? Is it, are they people who should be working from home or are these sole proprietors? Are these entrepreneurs? Like, who's, who would be attracted to The answer to, to that the is Cocoa? yes. That, that, the answer to that is yes. Oh, everyone. Right? Everyone. <laughs> right? So um, I think we, one of the things that's really unique about our community is that we um, are supporting inspiring women all along the journey of life and career. And uh, careers, especially in the 21st century, are long, um, you know, and they're yeah. going to become decades and decades longer um, as we continue to live longer. And I would venture to say that many women are going to be doing all of those things along their journey of life and career. They're going to be working as corporate people. They may be working as consultants. They may be working in small businesses. They may be taking a career break. And all of that is cool. Mm -hmm. And we can support and inspire and learn from one another all along that journey that isn't necessarily a straight line. It's a lot of times, at least for the women <laughs> that we're dealing with every day, a lot of jigs and jogs, zigs and zags along that timeline. What I'm loving, like what I'm hearing from you and what I really love about this is it feels like you're saying it's more than just come here and have a nice place to work, but let's let's create that network. And that was something that guys do so well, mm -hmm. you know, Absolutely. and I look back in my career and like forging that network of, of strong women, but not even just strong women, just strong professionals. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason, I don't feel that young women are truly shown or given that, that gift of, of what that could mean because it is something that can carry you through your career and help you. It's something Absolutely. like guys get that innately, but I think women struggle. Why, why do you think that is? Well, we, one of the reasons back to like what you're saying is we, 
Suzanne and I talked about how we wished we had the cocoa at so many inflection points in our lives. Like when we got out of college, I wish there was a place we could go and talk to a bunch of women and find out what people were doing. When we got married and we what that meant, when we had a child, when we left one career and started another, even when I took a career break, I really wish someone would have, I could have had a group or a place or a meeting place where I could go and say, this is what I'm thinking about. Tell me about your experience. And, yeah. and dreamed of something that we did not have and we made it happen. So once we had the idea, we actually had some focus groups of, of two different cohorts of women, 30 to 40 and then 40 to 50. And we, we basically pitched our idea to them and they were all like, we need this now. Where were you 10 years ago? You know, I want to make it nice, make it comfortable. I want to have a living wall. Like people wanted such things to make it their own. You have the idea. Do you get investor? Like, how did, how did you start? Like, how did you say, well, let's just have a little networking group or like, to me, it just seems like this was a pretty big thing. Like, let's get, you know, let's, let's get real estate <laughs> and, and let's like, let's get focus groups. I mean, this, this is, this is dreaming big. So like, is this something that you guys had in your career? Like, was this something that you always did? Or was this you going, I really believe in this so much that I am going to put everything, every ounce of self I can into it. I think the second thing, because our careers are so disparate. Like I was a lawyer, then a social worker, and now I'm a business owner. Lauren, um, Suzanne, you tell about your career. Suzanne started at IBM and moved all over the place. So. Yeah, we've been. I mean, all of us have been all over. But so, but is it, so did you do big things like this in the past with your previous companies? We may be pointing towards um, a skill set that I, you know, I see in many people, but I see a lot in uh, the women of the cocoa. Um, we're doers. We, um, we saw this idea and we mapped it out and we're like, okay, what's our next best step? What do we need to do next? And, you know, we're, we are very thoughtful that way. We, we have a, a long-term kind of dream, but we know there are steps that we need to make along the way. And to your point exactly, I remember us, you know, in the very early days, we had a team of, I don't know, six or eight of us. And it was like, okay, so why don't you two go look on real estate and you two, why don't you start working the financials and you two kind of think about um, doing the market research. You know, it's, it's, it's scrappy and, you know, a lot of these things, there's just nothing magic about it. You just have to think it through. You have to take the next step, figure out what that step meant, and then take the next one. So you, you do this. I mean, you get these people together. You have this dream. You're making these steps. It's 2019. And I mean, it probably felt just awesome. Was it early 2019, late 2019? So in fall 2018, we actually hosted a pre-launch event that was pretty uh, a big turning point for us. So we had hired a coach who had launched a similar space in Mill Valley, California called The Hivery, which had a similar mission to support women in whatever they were growing. And she encouraged us. We had this event where we gathered together our community and said, we want to launch this business. This is the model we want to put forth. We invited people to share their stories. So six women across different points in their careers shared their stories. It was extremely inspirational. Mm -hmm. And we had gotten some advice from this coach to give people a point of action. Don't say, you know, we're going to have this space in two months. We hope to see you then. But really give them a moment to sign up. Um, and so 
before we even had the keys to our space, we invited people that evening become charter members. And we had a square there so we could take their credit cards, etc. But it was a big risk because at that point we were still in negotiations for what became our space. And that night, 70 people signed up to become members of this idea that didn't even yet have a space. And so that was another turning point for us that said, all right, we've previewed this with our community. We've shared our plan. And now they're saying we want this. And not only do we want this, but we're willing to pay for it. So that was October. And then in December, we finalized the lease. We opened our doors in January. We had a full year of business. And in February 2020, don't um, even go there. Oh, okay. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to set You're this up. up. Because I'm building up to this. <laughs> yes. So you've got the, you've got a year behind you. You've yes. got a year behind you. You're feeling great. I'm guessing you're making money. It sounds like you're making money. Did you guys quit your day jobs? I mean, are you yeah. like yes. you're now all like in. totally? All in. You're totally committed. All in. And then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. February, March. We start to see the writing on the wall, and then it's it's locked down. What what was going on in your heads at that point? Well, we were. I was personally not even thinking that we would ever shut down. As a matter of fact, the week that we shut down, I had a tour, and a woman said during the tour, "Well, what are you guys going to do if you have to shut down?" And I said, "What do you mean? Like if the government forces us to shut down? That's that never going to happen." <laughs> And I, it happened and it was almost shockingly, I, we didn't think that would ever, you know, who, who factors that scenario into their business plan, global, global pandemic, like, hello. Um, So it was, it was shocking. It was like the rug being pulled out from underneath you. It really was. We were in shock. I think, would you guys agree? It was shocking. And, and, but once again, three women, we put our heads down and we're like, now what do we do? We took the best of what we had and we pivoted and turned and put everything online. With all our programs that people were coming to, all the community that people were craving, all the water cooler conversations that people had when they were in here, we figured out a way to do that all virtually. You know, it took a couple months until we were good at what we were doing, mm-hmm. I'd say. And then, and now we're very good at what we do. <laughs> we know how to put on events. Well, no, were you putting on those types of events? regularly when you know it was 2019 or was that just was that like a smaller piece of what you were doing and you made it a bigger piece like how, how did how did that work we always had two levels of membership one was co-working but we did have the two so the community membership was an option if you didn't have a need for the day-to-day working space but wanted to be a part of the networking in the community you would participate in all of our events and so that's what we brought virtual is it only for the women of like north Jersey and New York City. We have a member who's in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and we have a member who's in South Korea. We have a member in Colorado. We have Massachusetts. We're pretty much covered the entire country and a little international as well. So, um, and that's all new to COVID. I think one of the things we talked about is right before we closed down, we actually had, uh, we were going to look at space, other space and other surrounding towns. We were going, going to take that next step and expand our physical presence, never thinking that we could actually expand our virtual presence much easier, right? Because now that's one thing that we have learned. We had been on a couple Zooms calls prior to the shutdown. So we kind of knew what Zoom was, which I always said to my husband, we should look into the Zoom, we, you know, because <laughs> um, it, it, it's an e- it, 
right? It's an easy platform. It works really well and it's user friendly. We are international, we like to say, and we want to continue to grow that that part of the business. Women everywhere are creating community and we don't have to be limited by where we are physically anymore. I look back, you know, at 2020. I I really do feel that women were hit so hard. Working mothers um, with kids who were in school, such a hard time. And I mean, it continues to be a hard time, but you know, the working from home in some ways is a fabulous thing, but in other ways, it's only so much a person can truly juggle. What did you find being part of that, that community? You know, what was the message here? One of the common strands in the programming that, that we deliver is a commitment to social impact. And so we've had conversations on everything from the digital divide to homelessness to hunger and, and one actually in kind of different in kind this spring on women and work post-COVID, where we brought together um, really influential women to speak about how women in the workforce um, have changed and learned over the course of the pandemic and how we kind of ended on a very hopeful note. And one of the women who is, is part of the group is a young woman who's a recent um, graduate from high school and now in Yale and taking a, a year off to travel. But she runs the Yale Women X podcast. And her perspective on the future was fascinating. And I think what happened with COVID is it opened up the possibility for things that had been limiting in kind of the um, in the institutional expectations of work to say it can be different. So by having a virtual world and seeing your five-year-old, you know, knocking on your office door, you can't help but see that, you know, we're, we're whole people. Everyone has yeah. a life beyond the face that they bring to the office. And where before, you know, asking for working from home was a real ask, now everyone's shown that they can do it. And so I think re-entering, there's opportunities, there's sort of cracks in the foundation to say we can think differently about work. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's a, an opportunity for women and the next generation. In some ways, I mean... I really did feel that it was like we needed this disruption. Like it, it, we've been talking about it for a long time, but we really needed that push to, to say it's, it is possible, you know, and, and it can happen. Guys, this has been a, a, a fabulous conversation. I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you guys. My next question is this. You're big dreamers. What is the next thing? Like, what's the next thing for the Coco? But what's the next thing for Lynn, Lauren, and Suzanne? What What have you set your sights on that you're dreaming big? For? Well, the the big the dreaming big is such the fun part, and we get we get such energy in the dreaming state. And sometimes when you're running a small business during COVID, you get bogged down in not dreaming big. <laughs> you get bogged down in like, how are we keeping the lights on here? So, I'm so excited that we're coming out of a place and we can start to dream big. I think the, for us, for me personally, I'd like us to be um, a place where women all over the country can say, oh, I'm in, I have this need and I don't even know where to look. And someone would say, call the Coco, reach out to the Coco. They will help you. They can, they can hook you up with whatever you need. And that's, that's kind of, and also create an environment where People are like, I have this to give. I want the, to get it out to the world. Tell me how I can do that. And they say, call the Coco. They'll figure out a way for you to give back and help other people. That's a that's a beautiful idea, you know. And I, I think you guys are actually already <laughs> making those strides. How about you and how about you, Lauren and Suzanne? 
Um, I think, you know, a lot of our mission is to serve people during transition points in their life. And this past year has been a huge transition, not just for women, but for everyone around the globe. And a lot of that had been feeling isolated and feeling alone. And so I think the work that we do, our hope is that people feel less alone in those transitions. And especially as we come back, come out of this time that kind of by necessity, required isolation, that there's an opportunity to see how we can continue to support and help one another. And I think that people have a real thirst for that now, um, to be gathering in ways that are productive and really helping you to get to that next place in, in your life and in your career. Suzanne? My dream is to really name my next chapter. We did some work recently around the Coco's values. And I'm learning that it's just such a gift and you're so aligned when your personal values and your work values just mesh. And I feel like for me, the, that's what the Coco is. We're coming out of this, you know, first we were in the, the launch phase and then we were in the COVID phase. And now I think we have an opportunity. We know who we are. We know what we can offer. We've gained so much confidence in the value proposition we offer our members. And I'm just anxious to, 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 to run with that and run with that confidently. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm excited as well. If, if our, our listeners are interested in learning more about the COCO, learning more about you guys, where, where should they go? How can they learn more? They can go to our website at www.theco-co.com or follow us on social at the Coco NJ. Is there a social media uh, channel that you use more than the others? Is there one that you really like and, and you're on? We use Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, but I'd say most on Instagram. Thank you so much, Lynn. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Suzanne. This has been a fun conversation. I've learned a lot, and uh, I think our, our audience did as well. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Thanks, Donna. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. If you like the show, please do us a favor. Go into iTunes and write a review and give us a rating or share it with a friend via social media or email if you think they'd benefit from these conversations. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Until then, keep dreaming big.